This is 90.7 The Capstone. Hope you're having a good evening uh, talking with all the bands as part of the Battle of the Bands on Thursday, the championship. And so in the studio tonight, we have Midnight Steel. Hello, guys. Hey. hey. Great to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, let's start by going around and introducing yourselves and what you do for the band. All right. Uh, my name is Aaron Michaels. I am the lead guitarist for the band. Uh, I've been playing guitar for about 12 years. And I would say my favorite guitarist is Eddie Van Halen. Uh, I'm Brett Holmes. Uh, I'm the drummer and our sound guy whenever that's not provided for us. And I've been drumming for about 17 years now. Hi, I'm Chris Campisi. I'm lead vocals for Midnight Steel. Um, I'm a history major, and my favorite vocalist is uh, Robert Plant. My name is Matthew Stumpf. I'm the bass guitar for Midnight Steel. I'm actually a finance major, but I'm minoring in music. Um, and I've act I actually learned bass guitar for the band, so my primary instrument is flute. I played flute for 10 years. I played bass guitar for one year now. It's been a fun ride. And, and then do we, ha we have one member who's not here right now. Is that right? Who, who are we missing? His name is Trevor O'Connor. Um, he has also been playing guitar for, I want to say, about 10 years now. And uh, he's also a big classic rock guy. Many, many years of experience and everything here, here in the band. Mm -hmm. uh, do, you, do you ever get to pull the flute out sometimes, Matthew? Uh, funny story, we actually did incorporate the flute into a few shows last year. So there's, there's a few flute solos in the repertoire. Um, you know, Africa by Toto. Do some other little, little fun bits here and there. Mm -hmm. So How did you guys get together? I know you said you started playing bass guitar about a year ago. Does, did that yeah, coincide so, with the creation of the band? Yep. Kind of. Um, Should I take this one, guys? Well, I think start off with me and Aaron being roommates. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. So just random, by random chance, um, I end up just doing random selection uh, for roommates sophomore year. Um, we're now seniors, and I end up with Aaron Michaels right here and Trevor O'Connor, our rhythm guitar. So um, b both of them haven't played guitar for 10 years. I mean, I flute for 10 years. I thought it would be fun to try to learn a new instrument. Um, had no plans at the time for really starting a band yet. But I end up buying just a normal electric guitar. Um, Trevor actually lent me his bass guitar. I started picking up that a little bit. Um, Matthew and I are good friends. We've been good friends since, what, freshman year? Yep, yep. Uh, so I was just hanging out at his place one time. I caught Aaron playing gu guitar, and I started singing along. And finally, after, like, what, two or three meetings like this, I just looked at him and was like, man, we should start a band. <laughs> um, and so, you know, Aaron was Aaron was all on board. He said he'd rope Trevor into it, and maybe we'd, uh, maybe we'd pull Matthew into it. Um, and so I start going around looking for drummers. At the time they were doing this, I was working part-time at O'Reilly, and the bassist from the Wheelers, Matt McDavid, shout out to him, cool guy, uh, he came in, he got talking, he said he was looking for a drummer, and I said, yeah, if you ever need a drummer, I have a drum set down here, and then he was about to bring me onto there, and then I guess Chris, through more mutual friends, uh, got in touch with Matt McDavid, and Matt said, hey, there's this guy, he needs a drummer, and it's a band that's just starting up, how do you feel about that? So cool. Then we all met up at Mugshots and met these four other dudes that have become family to me now. As a matter of fact, we got our first gig uh, within like two weeks of that. It was stupid. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I met um, I met up a friend of mine at high uh, from high school at the bus hub, Janie Pruitt. She's in Fine and and she got us our first show at Bonham U um, last year. 
which was uh, pretty pretty fun. I mean, we managed to put together our set list for that in under what, it, it, maybe a week and a half. Yeah, max two weeks. Max that two weeks. Really Matthew, pressure for me. Matthew learned you know how to play the bass in two weeks. <laughs> I just had to straight memorize the set list for that one. Um, I, was, I was remembering numbers at that point. I didn't know the notes. So I was like, All right, I'm gonna hit the second fret, the fifth fret. And uh, it was pretty cool. We were actually invited to Bonamu this year. Um, for a, for a one year anniversary kind of deal, I guess, and uh, we actually won this year. It was a battle of the bands, and uh, it was really quite something for us. Uh, whenever you performed for the first time, were you Midnight Steel then? Yes. Uh, so Midnight Steel from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and how did you uh, land on that? What does what does Midnight Steel mean to you guys? So I actually made the name Midnight Steel. Um, me and Trevor, we were hanging out at uh, an apartment complex pool, just trying to think of a name. And um, this particular complex backs up to the railroad tracks that go through Tuscaloosa. And they always wake me up in the middle of the night, all the, the trains that comes through. So um, I was like, hey, let's call it Midnight Steel after that train that comes through every night and wakes me up in the middle of the night. It's kind of a cool play on words, too, just with our shows, usually going through midnight. In the middle uh, of the night. Our strings are made out of steel. So everything kind of came together. And then how would you describe uh, what type of band Midnight Steel is? What, what, what type of music do you play? Classic rock. All oh, classic rock all the way. We mostly try and stick to what everybody knows. That's what, um, that's what we decided very early on was going to be at the center of it, was because a lot of people don't know classic rock, uh, at least not to the level that we do. And so we try to hit the most popular songs that everybody knows. We've done Africa by Toto. Uh, we do a little bit of the Eagles. Um, Aaron, every once in a while, will go rip out some Eddie Van Halen, like nothing you've ever seen. Um, it's it's just you know that's Even what we try to do. The very big names too that just other bands around here don't play. So we do ACDC, we do Aerosmith, uh, we do some Ozzy Osbourne. So we, we try to go for the really really cool rock. Everyone knows it. Everyone sings along. Um, just try to brand ourselves with that mm-hmm. classic rock right there. Right. And another thing we kind of try to go by is uh, we look at Spotify. We try to utilize that, or we will look at the amount of plays that a certain song gets to kind of use as like a, a threshold. We usually try to go off of like 100 million plays or more is what we want because we really want to focus on making sure the people that are listening to us enjoy songs. Because personally, I know uh, when I'm at bars and I hear a song that I don't know, it's really hard for me to get into that song and feel connected to that band. Whereas if it's a song where I'm very familiar with it, I kind of know the words, like I can sing along a little bit, it just enhances my time so much more. So I feel like that's a very important thing that our band really tries to focus on. Chris's voice has been a big help for us. Yeah. Um, I'd <laughs> say he has a much bigger range than a lot of, a lot of singers around here. So we're able to do uh, all those hard rock um, bands. A lot of bands get to. We're uh, learning some Def Leppard right now. Uh, you'll be hard pre- hard pressed to find another band here that we will be playing Def Leppard in Tuscaloosa. So I think there's a lot of like jam bands in Tuscaloosa where they're great musicians, um, but again, people can't sing along to the jam bands. We want people, we want the crowd engaged. We want them to be going crazy. Uh, it just makes everyone's time so much. Exactly. The longer that we keep the crowd engaged at a bar or wherever we're playing, that's the more drinks that these people are buying. That's the more time that they're spending on the stage, inside of the bar, making more money for the bar, thus making more repertoire for us. What do you try to do as far as your performance to keep people engaged? Well, that's something that we, uh, we've been actively working on a lot. Like We try to uh, incorporate some, like I guess, gimmicks, so to speak, where, uh, for instance, one thing that I do is I play guitar solos behind my head, 
that's something that the crowd really engages with whenever they see that they come they come rush to the front and they're taking pictures taking videos everything like that um, so that really helps keep the crowd involved we also have certain uh, transitions between songs where we will change the energy drastically mm-hmm. to kind of like get that wow factor like surprise people and kind of like keep people on their feet and also it's just you know you have to engage with the crowd you have to be looking at them singing along you see if someone's having a good time you acknowledge that you're like hey like you're you're carrying the vibe like thank you yeah every once in a while um i'll like take the microphone off and i'll hop down off the stage and i'll like sing with people in the crowd i'll give them the microphone for a second it's it's uh it's really fun to like try and keep them engaged and just have a fun honestly just have a fun time and i think the music itself keeps the crowds engaged too i think mm-hmm. You know, if people generally are enjoying what we're playing and like the songs and, you know, really uh, understand the vibe of the song, they will just automatically be kind of engaged. And you don't always have to work as hard um, to keep them on their toes and keep them active, Um, though that is definitely a large part of the show is keeping people engaged and active in the audience. It's a lot easier when your songs naturally kind of incite that reaction. But another, another cool thing we do, all of us having played music for so long, we're able to kind of switch instruments every now and then. Mm-hmm. So there's been some songs where I popped on drums, Brett's taken over bass guitar, we've had our rhythm guitar Trevor, he has some drum experience, so he's hopped on the drum set for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it really interesting because you never know what, and then I pull out my flute. So we're, we're kind of like, we're able to do it all, um, and it just makes it a really cool experience for everyone. I think kind of a fan favorite gimmick that we have is uh, we play Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> and uh, Great one. We, we went out of our way to buy a cowbell so that we could bring people up there on stage. Very and important. Cowbells are Give important. them the cowbell. Give them the cowbell. Um, that, that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's fun to, to engage people in that way. Um, how, do you, how do you think that um, uh, all the experience that you're learning with not only uh, doing crowd work but also learning instruments or, or learning these new songs or trying these different things, uh, seeing what songs people tend to connect with, uh, how does that inform the type of music that maybe you you guys want to create in the future? What effect does that have on that? So it's kind of funny you mentioned that. We are in the process of writing an album right now. Uh, we're going to be taking a trip here in a few weeks to go start writing a lot of that. And I think a lot of the influence we have is... Uh, you know, classic rock is kind of a quote-unquote dying genre right now, but there's a band recently, uh, Greta Van Fleet, that has kind of brought it back mm-hmm. to uh, the top of the, the music scene, realistically, and Chris can hit a lot of those notes, so we're, we're taking a good bit of inspiration from them, I would say, and then uh, a lot of the music we've listened to. I know Aaron's a big Van Halen guy, so he's got to can be ripping some hmm. solos on that album, too. Definitely, and I think... Um a lot of songwriting for me is drawing that influence from other bands, and I feel like, as a band, learning new songs constantly, you know, it's always giving me new ideas on how to write songs, like ideas for lyrics, I mean, experiences that we have just on stage, off stage, from the band can give inspiration uh, for lyrics. There have been quite a few interesting uh, scenarios that have arisen from this, <laughs> from this band, and so... You know, just just all of that, all that coming together, all the new songs, all the new experiences, it's it's perfect for writing songs and being creative. It's really just uh, it's a fun, creative process that we all go through. You know, we all sit down, uh, you know, maybe what once once, sometimes twice a week. And we'll just we'll just sit down. Aaron will come up with a riff right there that he's been working on. Brett will immediately start going on drums. And then me or Aaron uh, will just immediately start writing lyrics right there. 
um, and that's that's kind of just how we do things. Uh, I think uh, I think that's Midnight Steel in general. We kind of fly by the seat of our pants okay. on a lot of stuff, um, but that's how we like to do it, and that's how it gets done. So, how has the battle been so far? How have you guys been doing? It's been a wild ride so far. It's it been a awesome. great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know, it's been a lot of work. You know, a lot of preparation. Um, the first round was a music video, and so we, we recorded that whole thing, shot a music video in 95-degree heat <laughs> totally, <laughs> for totally about new an hour, hour and a half. I mean, that was grueling, but it, it paid off. Carried paid our off equipment, bit. like what, like a quarter mile through the woods <laughs> to get to this spot? Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, next round after that, uh, you know, it was a great time. Huge stage, awesome setup. Um, I think we all, we all had the time of our lives up there on stage um you know ripped out some solos behind my head uh, everyone Stood on was, one of the speaker yeah which was technically not allowed but ah, i didn't know at the time don't worry about that um and now we're just looking forward to this show i think this is probably going to be our best yet we have some amazing songs on our list that we're we are so excited yeah about. we're working up an almost entirely new set list uh for when we go on at this uh, at this battle of the bands our goal is shock and awe we want we want people to be surprised, and we want them to just go insane as soon as we start, song after song. Right, it's definitely that wow factor that we're going for. Um, I mean, we set the bar, in my opinion, pretty high that first round. Um, but this round, I think we're going even higher. We are incorporating a keyboard player as well, so we are we're bringing in even more heavy hitters to the band. And um, we are super excited. We've been practicing. We'll be ready. It's going to sound fantastic. It's definitely a big moment, too, just how far we've come. We basically just passed our one-year anniversary um, winning the other Battle of the Bands. Um, and that kind of gave us like a good just like inspiration to keep going with this one. Um, I, I'd say I, I think it's amazing just how far we've come, really, to make it into the final round of University of Alabama's Battle of the Bands, having just formed last year. Mm-hmm. I think it's helped that we've leaned in a lot on our strengths. We know what works for us. We know what people enjoy. And we, we're actively taking notes, trying to, I mean, just lean into those strengths, just figure out what people in our band can do Can do what. That's why we have these heavy-hitting songs that Chris can hit, because he has a voice unlike a lot of people in Tuscaloosa. He can hit those notes, so we're going to do our best to try to show people how talented all of us are. And another cool thing uh, that I've noticed as we've as we've gotten as we've gone farther along, is that we're able to cover each other. And what I mean by that is like if uh, if I if I miss a cue to come in on a verse or something like that, they they know and they'll just keep going until it's another part for me to come in. Aaron will just continue a guitar solo, and make it like nobody ever noticed. Uh, if, you know, one of our guitar players breaks a string, we can immediately go into another song that only requires one guitar player and it gives them all the time that they need. It's, uh, it, our teamwork ability has really gone quite a bit from when we started, I think. I think that's a big, big strength for our band for sure, just organization and working together. Uh, we, we always do a recap after every show of what went well, what we could do better next time. And through that process over the past year, it's just made our performances so so much more amazing when you compare our, our beginning videos to what we're doing now. Um, just you can see, and you can see it in the crowd. You can you can pan to the crowd. You can see everyone's going crazy. Um, we're playing much different music than we did a year ago. Um, so it's definitely working. Definitely working. What recommendations would you give to a new group that maybe isn't the place you were a year ago to get to where you are now? I would say it's very important to play to your strengths 
you know, don't try to do songs that you you can't. Like if it's, for instance, if it's outside of a vocal range, like we we won't do it because that's just it's not going to sound quite as good. And there are other options. Um, another thing that would be very important is pay attention to crowd feedback. We've really tailored our song selection based on the reactions we've gotten from the crowd. And uh, I think that's really helped improve our overall show quality by, you know, seeing what works, what doesn't, keep what does work, and eliminate what doesn't get the best reactions and find different songs that will fill that void. Exactly. We are, we are musicians, obviously, but on top of being musicians, we're performers. And so what's most important other, I mean, obviously the fact that our sound is good and coherent is up there, but what, what, what else is equally important is that we're getting just as much crowd feedback and that, we're, that that crowd feedback is good crowd feedback. What about you, Brett? I know you said um, sometimes you'll have to do audio engineering things. Mm-hmm. What would you, advice would you have to people who maybe are like, have, don't have that experience or be like, how am I gonna do this band? I don't even know how to do sound or anything like this. So uh, it's actually kind of interesting because I, I have to do it from a drummer's perspective too. You know, being a drummer and a sound guy, I want the drums to be louder. But eventually you get past that musician's pride a little bit, you dig deep, and you realize, especially uh, when you have a smaller band, five, maybe six people tops, I, and in most bar situations you shouldn't go after, over that. Um, you just you, you realize what kind of sound you're going for. Classic rock is guitar heavy. Uh, and you just need to figure out exactly what you need to do with their amps. And uh, the hardest thing I've had to do sound-wise is just try to figure out how to get all the equipment needed. Like all the knowledge is there, YouTube is there, it'll teach you everything you need to know. That's where I've gotten a lot of my knowledge from it. But uh, if you can figure out the knowledge you have and then you work together as a band, we, we personally set aside a band fund for like PA systems, a little soundboard that we have you set aside the money for that, you'll get what you need to do all that stuff. And then it's just a knowledge thing from there. Just you're, most people doing this are musicians, so they know it sounds good, what doesn't, you just gotta trust your ear. All right, well, uh, as we wrap up here, um, where can fans find you? Well, fans can find us pretty easily. We're on Instagram at Midnight Steel Music. Midnight yep. Steel Music on Instagram or on Facebook. Email midnightsteelmusic at gmail.com. All very straightforward. Good deal, good deal. And then uh, after the Battle of the Bands, if someone can't make it, where's the next place you're going to be performing uh, here in Tuscaloosa? Well, we'll be at Moe's um, this Saturday, I believe, from Saturday night, 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Right after the game, homecoming game. Also, it's going to be an incredible show. We're going to be playing some of the songs that we've, we've got down for this Battle of the Bands. Mm-hmm. So. Good deal. It's going to be a great time. Well, thanks again for being in the studio and talking with us today. Uh, Midnight Steel, good luck on Thursday. All right, thank Thank you. you. Bring us out. Thank you. This is 90.7 The Capstone.